Last week, I started talking about mounting up courage in the face of fear. I want to continue, and quickly, I just want to do a recap. Just go through these points quickly. We learned last week that courage is the ability to do something strong that frightens some, somebody or that makes somebody feel we are not afraid. Courage is an ability to stand against anything that frightens us. We learned a few things about courage. Number one, we learned that courage is not the absence of fear, but moving forward in the face of fear. We give an example of David. When he stood before Goliath, he was faced with fear, but he moved forward in it. Number two, we learned that a few examples that we don't have time to go to because I want to go to, to the part two session. We learned of a voice of courage. I was taking these points just like that. That a voice of courage says there is a probability or a possibility that what I'm afraid of will not even happen at all. Some of the things that we are afraid of, sometimes they don't happen. Fear is something that confronts us sometimes by our thoughts, by things that we see, by things that we hear. So it's like false evidence appearing real. We learned also in number three that courage is remembering what the Lord has done for you before. You mount up courage also by remembering the victories that have taken place in your life before. Things that God has brought you out from and places that he's taken you to. The testimonies can also give you courage and boldness when you are faced with fear again next time somewhere. Number four, we learned that courage is creating a voice of victory and not reacting to the voice of intimidation. That means you can create boldness and courage by speaking voice of victory, talking to yourself, talking to situations. Every situation has an ear. The Bible says that the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. It means if you mention the name of Jesus to any problem, that problem has an ear. And that's, that problem will hear the name of Jesus and that problem will bow at the name of Jesus. Any circumstance, every, any challenge you have in life has an ear. They hear. You have to speak. And your voice must be a voice of victory. The words must be words of boldness. Amen. The words must be words of victory and success based on the word of God and the truth of God's word. No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. You are creating a voice of victory. And the tongue that shall rise up against me, I condemn it. It's a voice of victory. So you mount courage. You know, when you begin to say that, courage begins to come. Boldness begins to well on the inside of you. 
hallelujah, and fear begins to dry away from you when you begin to speak out voice of victory in the face of any circumstance that is betraying you. Number five, we looked at that, uh, that's where we ended off, and a lot of things to be said here. Courage is total reliance on God. So today I would like to take that one on and quickly deal with mounting up courage in the face of fear part two. Quickly, everyone in the Old Testament, in the Bible, broke through, had success and victory. None of them walked through this success and victory without boldness, either from God or them mounting it up and facing the situation. Every one of them broke through because they had faith, confidence, boldness, and courage as they walked. Right from the beginning of time, they believed God. Examples are all in the Bible. Right from Genesis there, Noah and Abraham and, 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 and Moses and Joshua and David and Samuel and, and, and all of them, the kings coming to the New Testament, Peter, Paul, and, and then all of them, disciples, they, they were faced with fear at a point, fulfilling the purpose of God. They were faced with challenge in fulfilling the purpose of God, but when they stood in boldness and they were courageous in the things that they did and how they walked, they were able to break through courage and boldness in the Lord. There's nothing in this life that can deter you, that can destroy you, that can, that can destroy your entire purpose in life if you walk in the courage and the boldness and the faith and the confidence of God. I will say it again. You didn't get that. So, few principles. Number one, one of the things that will make you to mount up courage that establishes courage in our life is righteousness. Righteousness. Right standing with God. There's a scripture that I like very much in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1. And I will, I will give it in a few translations. Number one, it says, The wicked flee, though no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. And that is in NIV Bible. I read it from the CEV Bible. And stay with me. It says, wicked people run away when no one chases them. But those who live right are as brave as lions. From the Message Bible, it says... The wicked are edgy with guilt, ready to run off even when no one's after them. Have their tail behind their two feet. That's my adding up to that. 
honest. That's righteous people. Are relaxed and confident, bold as lions. You cannot walk in total boldness, you cannot walk in total confidence if you are not in right standing with the Almighty God. That would be false confidence. Some people have this false boldness and they fail. You know, in the Bible, when the, this uh, man was, have these demons in them and the, the seven sons of Sceva, you remember? They went there to cast out demons from this person, this child. And the demons leaped and challenged them. He says, Paul we know. Jesus we know. But who are you? You see, when you are not ha have right stand with God, you can shout, you can spit, you can behave as if you are so bold. It's empty boldness. The demons will be leaping on you all the time. That's why some of you are, are troubled. You think you are bold. You're too, that's why you don't speak anyhow. You must speak rightly. <laughs> you don't behave anyhow. You behave in in, in, in consonant with God's word. You don't talk anyhow. It must be in right with God's word. Then you get results. Otherwise, your boldness will be empty. Demons will be leaping over you all the time. You don't realize that. He says, who are you? Because the confidence was in something else. No, you understand? But he says, we know Paul. We know Jesus. But who are you? And so right standing with God is your relationship with the almighty God. When you come to know Jesus Christ, you have a right standing with God. And that walk every day will give you boldness. And so what others think that you are arrogant, you are not. And they say, you wait. If I'm standing with God correctly, and you think my arrogance will just weigh me down, I'll keep on standing with God. you see my victories. He says, those who are righteous are as bold as a lion. So it's important that if you want to mount up courage and boldness and, and confidence in this life, fulfill your purpose in everything that you do, you must work with God. Righteousness is established by our relationship with God. When you come to know Jesus Christ of Nazareth and you walk with him, you walk rightly with him, righteousness doesn't mean that you don't sin or you don't make a mistake. Oh, oh you can make a mistake, please, oh. No, but you see, when you are right standing with God, right standing with God is a position with God by coming to know him. That Jesus Christ is your savior and Lord. So when even you divert or you deviate or you go aside, you come back to him. Amen. Amen. The people who are convicted by sin, when they sin, the, the Holy Ghost reminds them and they, they, and they, and, and, and they repent. You see, if, if you are walking with God and you are convicted by the Holy Ghost and you keep it to yourself, you think you are not. No, no, no. You see, you come back to God. That's right standing with God. Amen. So you can have a side track. That's right. You come back to God. Righteousness. You are having right standing with God. That's how our life is. Nobody is perfect here in this year. We are going through perfection. Amen. So I'm not talking about not making a mistake. I'm talking about right standing with God. It's a position. Righteousness. It's a position. So we believers, as righteous, as righteous being, we, we must boldness applies to us. Amen. That's why you can stand in the face of sickness and say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. 
That is why your words should not be empty words. It's if you, 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 you live what you say, and you say what you live. That's what it is. That's what it is. So you can't come and behave anyhow and live anyhow. The demons will be jumping on you all the time. You are bold as a lion. So when it's, you are confronted with a situation, you are able to go through. Whenever you know that I'm a child of God. I am no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. The reason why you are, not, you are no longer a slave to fear is because you are a child of God. You are, clapping, you are clapping to God, not to me. You are giving God praise for his word. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, please. And I think I'll read from verse number 9. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 9 to 12. God, and please, I like the reading of the word. Follow the scriptures very well. Maybe you have not read your scriptures today, but when you come to church... One thing that Pastor Sam will not disappoint you with is that he will read a word with you. Amen. God, who created everything, wanted me to help everyone understand the mysterious plan that had always been hidden in his mind. I'm reading from the CEV of the Bible, not King James. Paul's speaking here, and I'll read again. He says, God, who created everything, wanted me, Paul's saying, to help everyone understand the mysterious plan that had always been hidden in his mind then God will use the church to show the powers and authorities in the spiritual world that he has many different kinds of wisdom. God did this according to his eternal plan. And he was able to do what he had planned because of all Christ Jesus our Lord had done. Christ now gives us courage and confidence so we can come to God by faith. Amen. I'm still emphasizing the point that you being in Christ Jesus, your relationship with Christ Jesus, your right standing with Christ Jesus, you have been given courage and boldness in your walk in this life. So you don't need to be afraid. Anything that God has said about you Embrace life with confidence because he will never leave you or forsake you. They all came within a package for you. You are no more a slave to fear because you fulfill your purpose on earth. You may face with a challenge, but God gives you here courage and confidence so we can come to God by faith. Romans 8, 31. I like these scriptures, please. Romans 8, 31, 32. And down. He says, what can we say about all this? In fact, it goes back to verse 19. A lot of things were said there. I was, I was tempted to go there, but because of time. A lot of things. Romans chapter 8, verse number 19 down. But I will just go on to verse 31. He says, what can we say about all this? If God is on our side, can anyone be against us? <laughs> Hallelujah. If God is on your side, you have courage and boldness that anybody who comes against you will fail. Say amen, somebody. Amen. He says, if God is on your side, if you have a right standing with God, if you are righteous, amen. 
Righteousness establishes our courage and our boldness and our confidence and our faith in Christ Jesus. He says, who can be against you? Nobody can be against you if you are on God's side. But I ask you, whose side do you belong to? That's the big question. Some of us are in our other people's idea side. Some people, some people are, yeah, your husband and wife. You are on your wife's side. You are on your husband's side. Whose side do you belong to? You are on the side of people's ideas or on the side of God's ideas. That is why, see, he says what? He says, you know what? His words are bigger and higher than our words. Whose side do you, that's the thing. He says, if you are on God's side, nobody can be against you. That's right. I want to be on God's side every day. Amen. And God's side is his word. I always stand on God's side, not the world's side. Not even the government side. Though I'll be believing in the law. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not, if, the, if, the, if, 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 the, if, if, if the government stops or tries to shut me or us up against the world that don't go and pray in the church anymore, how many people will come to church? You say, oh, don't come. Those of you um, economic migrants, who come from other countries here, now have British passport. Don't ever go to that church to pray, otherwise I'll take away your British passport. You will see whether people love the Lord or not. <laughs> Whose side belongs? That's what I'm saying. No, no. Sometimes, you see, sometimes we laugh at these things and we are not comfortable with But some of the things that we side up with is almost the same as some of these things that I'm talking to you about. Whose side do we belong to? Christ. Christ. You know, sometimes it's very, very, when Romans 13 says, uh, let everyone else believe in the laws of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Now, we're not able to understand that one based on, the, on, on uh, living in God's word. Very true. So he says, if God is on our side, God is always there. In fact, it should be said, if we are on God's side, that should have been what it should be said. If you are on God's side. But let's say, if God is on our side, who can be against you? God did not keep back his own son, but he gave him for us. If God did this, would he freely give us everything else? Are you with me today? Thank you very much. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. I'll read from verse number 14. We have a great high priest who has gone into heaven and is Jesus the son of God. This is why we must hold on to what we have said about him. This is why we must hold on to what we have said about him. That is why we must hold on to his name. That is why we must hold on to his words. That is why we must hold on to his ways. Jesus understands every weakness of ours. He does. Because he was tempted in every way that we are. But he did not sin. So whenever we are in need, because he never sinned, because whatever you've been through or you are going through, he was tempted the same, but he never sinned. He never gave up. He was bold. He was confident. He had faith in his father. We should come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. There will be 
There we will be treated with undeserved grace and we'll find help. You cannot find help anywhere except the throne of grace. And that throne is full of mercy. Because if that throne, if him, if he's going to look at your sins, he will not help you. But, but, but because that throne is a throne of grace and full of mercy, you, you can approach that throne wherever you have a need. Wherever, wherever you have a need and you will find help. And why? Because you are a child of God. Why? Because you are God's righteousness. Why? Because you are working with God. Why? Because God is with you. Why? Because you have believed in him as your Savior and Lord. Hallelujah. And because of that, you are brave. So we come boldly to him. Not just at prayer time only. Anytime you have a need, you come bravely to him. Huh. Hallelujah. You have to get that one. Because what the enemy wants to steal from you, he wants to steal your faith. He wants to kill your confidence. He wants to throw away your boldness in him. You're a child of God. Everyone of us here, no matter how much scriptures you know, whether you pray this morning or not, whether you fasted the last 20 years or not, whether you've saved a soul yet or not, you are a child of God that you must approach God in any time you have a need bravely. Because the enemy comes with all kinds of guilt. Well, when you make a mistake, for example, when you, you are wrong, you understand? Even when you are wrong right now, you have not repented yet. Go back to him boldly to repent. Amen. And he'll forgive you. Amen. So, whenever we are in need, we should come bravely before his throne. And there, we'll be treated with undeserved grace. And we'll find help. Psalm 27, verse 1. You, Lord, are the light that keeps me safe. I am not afraid of anyone. You protect me, and I have no fears. Oh, my God. This one sounds very arrogant, isn't it? You, Lord, you are my light that keeps me safe. You, Lord. You, Lord. You are my light light. that keeps me. me. In other translations, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He says, you are my light (laughs) that keeps me safe. I am not afraid. Say it with me. I am not afraid afraid of anyone. anyone. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. salvation. I am not afraid afraid of of anyone. Some of you are still not bold enough to say it. It's not getting, it's, it's getting there. You are getting there. Say, Lord, Lord you, are my light. you are my light. You are my Father. Are my father. You are my righteousness. Are my you are my Lord. Are my you are my Savior. I would not be afraid of anyone. Put your hands together. Give God praise. That is how man fear. Uh, man of courage. Everywhere you go, when you wake up in the morning, 
from your bed before you go back to sleep. Mm. You need this. Life is not sympathetic towards you. <laughs> there are all kinds of things that when you get out of the door, after even you've prayed, after even you've prayed, you need courage. Romans 8, 35 to 38. These scriptures are very important. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of God, of Christ? Shall tribulation, when I say, when I ask the question, and you think it's no, say no. I'll ask the question again. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In fact, he said who, but here, he didn't say what. He said who. But he started saying, this. first of all, he says, shall tribulation. That's me translation is who. Somebody brings tribulation. It starts from somewhere. It doesn't come in out. It's from somewhere. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Or distress? No. Or persecution? No. Or famine? No. Or nakedness? No. Or peril? No. Or sword? No. Listen to this. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. Paul speaking here. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present here, nor things to come, nor heights, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You should be shouting and praising God. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Or have you heard it enough that you think it's okay? That's what it is. We become so over familiar with scriptures. Nothing. Your boldness is not in yourself. Your boldness is not in your ability. Your boldness is not in what you know. Your boldness is not in your degree or your, what you've studied. Your boldness actually is in Christ Jesus. Amen. The fact that you have a relationship with him. And so, very interesting, as we go to the next point, very quickly, because there are things that I, I don't want to, just let's move on to the next scripture. Few scriptures on the screen there. No, in fact, I need to quote this one before I go. Philippians 4, 10 to 13. Let's look at Philippians 4, 10 to 13, before I go to the next. He says here, Philippians 4, 13. He says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. That's the secret. <laughs> whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things, all this, through him who gives me strength. And so in every situation, in every situation, whether you have it, whether you are given or you are not, 
for me, I've come to a place, whether you give it to me or you hold it back to me, I'm content. And you know, what helps me is that I've mounted up courage and boldness. My boldness and my contentment is in the Lord. It is not from you. It is not you. Are you listening to me carefully here? My wealth, my welfare, my future does not depend on you. I have learned to abase myself and I've learned also to live up there. This contentment does not come from my ability or from what I have or from what I know, but it is in Christ Jesus. My relationship with Christ Jesus, my, 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 my knowledge in Christ Jesus, my relationship with Christ Jesus, my fellowship in Christ Jesus has given me that contentment. And so I'm able to brace life. I'm able to face life with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In this life, do not let anybody determine your future. No way. I said what? No way. You yourself, somebody who is going to determine your future and you want to determine my future? Number two. So the first one is righteousness established. Number two, the spirit empowers. The spirit of God empowers us to walk in courage. Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, you know, when the disciples were waiting in the upper room and when the Holy Ghost came upon them, the Bible says, they started speaking in tongues and they were filled with the Spirit of God. And all of a sudden, Peter, who had betrayed Jesus, was afraid of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, was all of a sudden induced with boldness. Because of the presence of the Holy Ghost in him. The Bible says he spoke he couldn't speak to a child. He couldn't, even in the face of a damsel, a face of a child, he lied, he betrayed. <laughs> All of a sudden, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, <laughs> he stood before 3,000. He stood before 5,000. He, he spoke to the multitudes and many came to know Jesus Christ as the, uh, the, the Savior and Lord. Listen, the Spirit of God in us, we should not underestimate the Spirit of God in us. So we come to a place these days that I don't know whether believers, because we are weighed down with all kinds of challenges and troubles, it has become a challenge right now that I don't know whether we still realize that the Holy Ghost is in us. It's not just speaking in tongues. How many of you even speak in tongues for five minutes? Today, when you tell people to speak in tongues for five minutes, they are tired. But you see, the Holy Ghost in us, who, who has given us the evidence of speaking in the Holy Ghost, empowers us to give us strength and give us courage every day. And so when you wake up in the morning and you start on across don't because of social media, because of this phone, that we should be taking away from us. Now they are increasing. The world, the, 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 they are not iPhone. At times it's going to come, we're going to have iPhone 20. 
And this kids are yum, 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 social media, Fortnite, whatever. And today it has cut up with us as, 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 as grown ups, all kinds of stuff. Kardashians, uh, Nollywood. Um, which ones? This is now we're looking at them all the time. So instead of us spending time praying in the Holy Ghost. Instead of you spending time, instead of you spending time watching these things, come on, start up, Lama say, Kobro Sabrataba, Yababa, Yamayaba, Yabayaba, Sokotokotokotokoto. Begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. Let the rivers in you. You come to church today, you say, let's pray. In the spirit for five minutes, people will start yawning. They want the next keyboard to start playing. Worship is good, Minister Femi. We all, look at how we worship. We say, let's worship God. And that's good. Worship God for one hour, people will not complain. Let's speak in tongues for one hour. We will test that. Don't stop. All that you need is maybe water. Not by force, but by the Spirit of God. What we, we want to charge ourselves up. We want to, we want to revolutionize ourselves, revitalize ourselves, refine ourselves, re-engineer ourselves, re-fire ourselves. We talk more than we pray in the Spirit. <laughs> We come to church like I'm dressed very nicely and sharp and take, think we are Christians. Oh, I won't go there. It's on social, it's online. That's all right. In-house. And we pray little. The excuse is boring. The time must come. How many of you here have the evidence of speaking in tongues, which helps? He says the Spirit helps our weakness and our infirmities. So one of the reasons why you are weak in the Spirit is that you are not prayed in the Spirit. One of the reasons. I tell you, when you begin to pray in the Spirit, you mount up courage as a lion. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 41, 14 to 42, we can't go there. It's a lot of scriptures. He says, uh, and then let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 13 quickly. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. That's the first century church. He says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Listen to me. The Holy Ghost does not mind, does not care whether you've, your, your tenses are right or wrong. Sometimes people come to church and start marking the grammar. Some people are ticked off by grammar. They, they, they itch. When somebody is speaking and the grammar, everything, all their senses go wild. The rest of the service, nothing. Some of you are like that. You are the marker of English. 
Meanwhile, you can't even mark spiritual things. <laughs> Some people are prim and proper. That is your way of worshiping God. I'm not saying you don't learn your grammar very well. You don't go for people whose grammar is all over the place. Go for people who speak well. That's what you're... Yeah, yeah. What? Listen, both work out very well. That's what I'm saying. But what I want to tell you, the most important thing <laughs> is, 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 is the be in the spirit of God. You see, Peter was a fisherman. Oh, very rough. May... I mean, Peter's grammar, Hebrew was so wrong. I don't know whether his, his English would have been anything better. Unschooled, never went to school. Maybe the only school he went was physiology. They were ordinary people, but the people saw something. They saw something. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you have acquired. The Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be a different person. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully here. After the Pentecost, he was a different person. He spoke. And then he said, there's something different about these people. They are unschooled. They are ordinary people, something different. And they ah, realized they have been with who? Jesus. When the presence of God is around you, you are a different person. Amen. You are a different person. People will see the results and wouldn't mind even what you said. Whether You know what I'm saying? The results. So, we are with Jesus. He is with us. Hallelujah. His presence with us must give us courage to go out there to speak the word. That is what, you see, the, the evidence, the main evidence of the Holy Ghost in us, first of all, is to break sin, the power of sin over us. Secondly, to make us witnesses for Christ. I always say this to you. If you are a Christian and you don't have any impetus, no edge in you, to go out there and be a witness of Christ Jesus. I heard it here on top of Dominion Center here that your salvation should be interrogated. I'm telling you, if this, it's an evidence. If there's no edge for you to witness about Christ, tell people about Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. That one, you can't, you, some people say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This one, this one, this one is not somebody's ministry. <laughs> oh, you know what people, we always have the buts and the ifs. If there's no edge to make you a witness, always excuses. There's something wrong about your service. Either you are saved or you are just getting there <laughs> or you are not at all. I'm telling you. But witness is so many ways of witnessing. You know what I'm saying now? Your lifestyle, the way you conduct yourself. Are you loving anybody? Are you helping anybody? Amen. Quickly, let me move on to some scriptures. A lot of scriptures, but you have to find them on the screen. Let's go to number three. Number one, we said... Righteousness establishes. Number two, what did I say to you? 
the spirit empowers. Number three, prayer boosts. Prayer. Prayer boosts your courage. Prayer boosts your boldness. People who are bold in all, in the Lord, are prayerful. And let me say this. You cannot be prayerful and not bold. Same. Acts 4, 29 and 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 and 31. Are you receiving something today? We are teaching. Here we teach you. You go with something. Your life will never be the same way again. I say your life will never be the same again. If you are facing fear in your life, this thing should help you. Prayer. Some of you are not praying enough. That is, see, when you're praying enough, you go to other people. And I don't say don't go to other people for them to pray with you. That's why you run from pillar to post. <laughs> I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying don't go for anybody to give you a word. If you are prayerful enough, you're, you, you limit the amount of time you go to prophets. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the ways of the Lord because God will speak to you. There's, you never speak to God and God not talking back to you. Can I see? That's true. When you spend time with the Almighty God, He will talk to you. He will show you His ways for you. Otherwise, He's a wicked God. Yes, God has set some people aside as prophets. How many prophets are there as compared to believers? For you to have one to one all the time, one person, one to, we have, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has one prophet. So this prophet has not come to you to give you a word. How are you going to do your life every day? Wake up in the morning, God must speak to you. When time comes that God will lead a prophet or prophetess to you, he will do it. Don't wait, pray. When it comes to prayer meeting, some people have serious problems, but they don't even come to prayer meetings. Say, ouch. Oh, I'll say it again. There's no prayer meeting that is boring. Except yourself. Don't wait till you have a problem before you come to prayer meeting. Are you going? To, are you going to wait until you have a problem before you go to God? I'm telling you. Oh, that's how I am. You are not like that. <laughs> I said, pray. When it comes to God, pray. Pray all the time. Pray in the morning. Pray in the afternoon. Pray in the evening. Go to him every day. Father, I need a wife. Give me a wife. Lord, I need a husband. I'm dying. Give me a husband. Lord, I need a child. Give me a child. Lord, I need some money. He's your father. Lord, I need healing. Give me healing. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) put your hands together if you can phrase the like that. And now, Lord, observe their hearts, threats. Quiet, get yourself ready. Now, Lord, observe their threats. 
Take them into account and grant that your, bold, your bond servant may declare your message of salvation with great confidence. And when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaking, a sign of God's presence. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with the word of God with boldness and courage. Today, the place that we pray must be shaking. We must feel the effect of prayer when we meet. We meet. You know what I'm saying now? Those days, he said the place was shaking. I don't know whether it was earthquake. There was something that happened that shook. You see, when, they, when people fall under the ground, it's not somebody pushing them. The place was shaking. That's why they fall down. Yes! That falling down, that's where it starts from. Sometimes you just push them down. Or what? Or they go down. They come, oh, bunk. And then they get up again. They say, some people get down and get up and they are better. Others, it takes time. They need to be knocking down for a few times. And they get better. Some people... <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Let me be fact, factual. Am I, I'm, I'm telling the truth because, see, some people have fallen down a few times. And maybe... And let's be very honest. Some people have fallen down a few times, but the situation is still the same. They came for prayer for a specific thing. Falling down. So it takes a while. It, it takes a, more of falling down. So the ground should be shaking all the time. Maybe the first shaking was not strong enough. But I know that in the Acts of the Apostles, when they prayed, the place was shaking. We want to experience the shaking presence of God when we pray. Time is going. I'm finishing very soon. Is that true? Is that what he says here? The place was shaking because the presence of God is, is there. We come with all kinds of stuff. The expectations are not there sometimes. You come, you are not, expectations are not there. And so when you come, nothing happens to you. You look at the person who is, people even choose who should lay hands on them. Can you imagine? Where is your faith? You go, come, they check. When the, the, when the lines come to the first, I know, some people wait. And go to some people. You, do you continue like that? Do you know where, maybe that's where your faith is. Your faith now is in the person who lay hands on you. You are a baby. You are a baby. Yes, people who lay hands should be very careful though. But I tell you, God can use anybody to heal you. If there's a meeting, meeting Pastor Sam or Pastor Betty that don't show up, you're not there. So now your faith is in your pastor only. If your pastor is not around, your condition will continue like that. Don't want you go that say that I want to meet God there. And God can use anybody for me by faith. The place was shaking. And the Bible says, they spoke the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with boldness and courage. Last scripture and I'll finish off because I want us to pray. Ephesians 6.20 And don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I will know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time. It means prayer gives people courage. He said, pray for me that I'll have courage. Amen. When you, how many people prayed for me this morning coming to church that Pastor Stan will speak with boldness? Amen. It works. That prayer works. Amen. Amen. Pastor, Father, I'm going to church today. I want Pastor Sam to teach me this. Let him speak with boldness. And as he speaks, let there be a blessing in my life or over my life. Amen. So prayer helps your boldness. 
That is why you need, you need boldness to face any situation in your life. And part of it, that boldness comes by prayer. Amen. That is why I'm encouraging you as members of Dominion Center that you don't use any prayer meeting for granted. Because even if there are two people, God will be there. So we have, we have shaking. God's presence will be shaking so that things will happen. When you come to prayer meeting also, yield yourself to expect a, 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 a shaking, moving presence of God amongst us. Because when you come and you feel so tired, everybody feels so tired. You understand? Nothing happens. So get into it. When we say, let's pray. Even the prayer topic is not part of your issue. You pray. As you pray, God can give you a breakthrough for your own. Now, I, I think I'll finish off reading this. And then it says, pray that I will know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time. Telling the mysteries to one and all. The message that I jailbird preacher that I am. I'm responsible for getting out. I will want to finish off by this fourth so that I will not come to it. Number four, number one is God acts. God acts. So the third one was what? Prayer boots. Prayer boots. And then the fourth one, God acts. Miracles. You know, sometimes you can pray. You are a righteous person in God. You can pray. You can do everything right, but you are still having the sweating paws, sweating palms, and the pounding hearts when you are faced with a situation. I've been there before, giving, praying, believing, walking rightly, but faith is there. That is where God intervenes. So in many times in the word, in the Acts of the Apostles, that the scriptures are there, God came miraculously and induced them with confidence, Amen. even when they did not have it. Mm. When they, after they've checked all the boxes, God comes in sometimes miraculously to give you boldness. Expect boldness as you walk with God. Amen. Amen. Mount up courage every day. Walk with God. That's the beginning. Speak the voice of victory. Amen. Live right. When you make a mistake, just repent. Walk with God. Peace with God. Pray. Amen. Pray, 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 and expect God to move through you to bring results in whatever you do. May God bless you and keep you.